Hello everybody, welcome again to Scripture Talk. This is Mekai Duma and um, we've been talking about building a strong work ethic and part of the conversations we're having right now is um, seven reasons why every Christian must walk. I started out yesterday saying that first of all it is God's will for man to walk and uh, we looked at the second reason saying that we ought to follow the example of Jesus right um, let's read our anchor text um, and then pray Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28 the Amplified Classic says let the thief steal no more but rather let him be industrious making an honest living with his own hands so that he may be able to give to those in need heavenly father we come before you and we ask that you give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation teach us from your word and let us see and understand what do you want us to see, understand, and act out in Jesus' name? Amen. Well, um, we'll continue today looking at seven reasons why every Christian must walk. And um, we, we were looking at how that we ought to follow the example of Jesus. We saw in John chapter 5, verse 17, that Jesus said, My father has been walking and until now, and I have been walking too. So we can see here that Jesus considered the work that the father was doing you know as work and that he was sort of mirroring what the father was doing and it's important for us to understand this that if the father is working and jesus is working who are we not to walk um we also looked at the fact that um, work uh, when in in the context of the bible can be both ministry like and also secular right we said that ministry work is largely spiritual you know and we'll talk about what that means in a moment um but also um natural there's the spiritual which is the major part of ministry work and there's a natural side of it meanwhile secular job is largely natural you know and, and things like that so your talent your gift your talents and your your sweat you know by sweat i mean your diligence putting it into work has a lot to play um in the natural side in the spiritual side while you still need your talent while you still need your mind and your your diligence right there is something more that is required which is why it is more spiritual which is the giftings the calling of god you know things like that are more required in uh, ministry work and not really required in secular work okay so um so yesterday we looked at the fact that jesus also you know, had a secular job before he got into the ministry. What kind of job did Jesus do? Jesus um, um, was a builder. He was a carpenter, like it is largely been interpreted. We said that we said last time that that word carpenter actually also means builder. That Jesus was a man that built things, right? You know, and and we saw that, you know, and um, however. After when Jesus hit his thirties and he sensed in his heart that it was time to then go about what God has called him to do, he got baptized by John the Baptist and went into what you would call a full-time ministry. Um, we can see this in Matthew chapter four verse twenty-three tells us what kind of work Jesus did. Now you see here that first of all Jesus was doing a 
secular job and that job involved building things building tables chairs houses as it were when jesus got into the ministry the kind of work that he did was different you know when he met with peter and um he said come i will make you fishers of men up until then the work that peter james and john and andrew were doing were more secular right and they fished fish you do not need a spiritual gifting to fish right to to get fish from the river or from the sea you need talent you need experience you need training right that's all you need you don't need to be a christian to be the best fisherman in the world but you see for you to be able to do the work of the ministry you need something different apart from skills and experience and things like that there's a place where that comes in handy in the ministry work but but you need something else you need an anointing you need a call of the holy spirit i will not get into a lot of that but we see here in um, matthew chapter 4 verse 23 the bible says and jesus went about all galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases amongst the people. So this was a different kind of work from what several people who knew Jesus before he started his ministry knew him, um, knew about him, right? If if you met a guy that knew Jesus growing up, you know, sort of like he grew up in the community, his yard people, like we'll say, you know, if you, if you met any of those, they will tell you that Jesus was a builder. But you see, now God then called him into the ministry, got him to start the ministry, and he, instead of building buildings and building chairs, he began to build people. He began to preach the gospel to people. That is another kind of war. You see, I, I understand that there's been sometimes this um, disrespect or maybe misunderstanding is a better word of what ministry is all about, right? Um, I'm talking about Christian ministry. I'm talking about going into um, what you call the fivefold ministry, whether it's pastoring, um, whether it's being an evangelist, whether it is being an apostle, prophet, you know, teacher. Yeah, people who go into full time ministry, there's there's a lot of um, confusion. This is sort of asks what the pastors actually do. You know, you need to understand that there is the spiritual aspect of ministry, which is the bulk part of the ministry work and you see jesus the bible says he went about all the cities and villages he went about um, teaching in the synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom you know more like more like what you call an open air crusade um the sermon on the mount for instance you know and healing all that we oppress see jesus couldn't in these his journeys have some time to go back and go deal with a client um, especially for the urgency that Jesus's ministry required, you know, so you can see that um, you can see Jesus's ministry, and by the time you then get into the um, into the New Testament proper, you begin to see more definitions of what the spiritual aspect of ministry takes. We see one that there is the prayer and study aspect of ministry that in itself is work you see before a lawyer goes to stand before a judge he needs to pour out hours and hours and hours 
on the case, on the different aspects of the case. He might need to do some investigation. He might need to ask the client some questions. He might need to then look at the law and see what the law says to be able to see if he has a case or if he needs to plead. You see, a lawyer pours in hours and hours of work. You see, for a preacher to stand before people, he needs to also pour in that amount of hours and hours of work in the place of study and preparation that in itself is work right that in itself is work and and we can see here in acts chapter 6 verse 4 you see jesus has just gone to heaven you know the disciples started coming together great and mighty things were happening and thousands literally thousands of people were joining the the disciples of jesus on a regular basis multitudes people would just come and show up well we're christians now what do we do you know and they got to the place where um there they were daily distribution i think at this time they were all living together maybe they just went down a deserted area and just pitched their tents and started living together which wasn't god's plan god they had to get scattered to go do what god wanted to do but well it was a good community life they were they were living at this time you know and um they started distributing food so people would donate things you know and they'll bring food together put things together and distribute it amongst everybody until of course where human beings are there will always be one complaint or the other and people say complain that guys well this food is not being distributed people are giving their own um, brothers and sisters before they give the rest food is not going around and the disciples say wait that this is this is not we, we we can't we can't deal with the administrative or what you say the natural aspect of the ministry at this magnitude you know if we come in and start doing administration of food administration of things you know we would neglect the most important things or the most important part of the ministry and you can see here that it then says in Acts chapter 6 verse 4 it says but we would give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Now, I want you to see this, that there is a place of spending time in prayer, right, and in study. First Timothy chapter 4, you know, verse 13. First, if you read 2 Timothy 2, 15, it says, Paul was telling Timothy to study, to show himself approved of God, you know, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Paul is telling Timothy, see, your occupation, your business is to be a minister of the gospel and you need to be spot on. You need to be, you need to be on the cutting edge. You need to be, you know, they, they should wake you up in your sleep and sermons are flowing out of you. You know, the word of God is flowing like a, an ever flowing stream. But for you to do that, you need to be diligent. You need to study. You need to give yourself continually to the word of god and we see this also in uh what's it called now in first timothy chapter 4 verse 13 paul was still talking to you know the timothy scripture is sort of like first and second timothy and titles are sort of like the pastoral letters so if you want to understand what ministry is like you need to acquaint yourself with first second timothy first and second timothy and titles you know first timothy chapter 4 you know, verse 13, he says, Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. You know, he says, meditate on these things, verse 15. Give yourself wholly 
to them that your progress may be evident to all so there is the there is a prayer and the study which is part of the spiritual aspect of the ministry you have to spend some time in prayer and in study there's also the place of preaching teaching and ministering to the people right ministering to the needs of the people you know you will see we read this that jesus went about all the towns and villages preaching the um, teaching um, the, the teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all that we oppress of the devil this is the what you then see when you see ministers you see them preaching teaching and ministering to the needs of the people this is a spiritual aspect of ministry of course like i said there is a natural aspect of ministry that involves the administrative duties you know setting things in place the money the building you know those other things that you get to see sometimes we see that ministry it can take you to administrative that you forget about the main thing right and but we see this in the life of jesus that jesus took a lot of time he had people who helped him with a lot of the administrative aspects of the ministry for instance some people came to meet jesus and um, disciples and says do your master pay the temple tax you know jesus said you know what peter go to the river right casting in a, a line there right the first fish that you catch open his mouth there's going to be a gold there go there and pay for us right jesus wasn't going to get himself bothered with the administrative things because he had people who could do that for him there was there was a time where he needed a coat or a horse or a mule to be able to get into jerusalem he told his disciples to go there was a time where they needed to do passover he sent people so the more you begin to see that some of those administrative duties you know god brings people our way to help us with that so that we can focus i'm talking about ministers here on the most important thing which is the spiritual aspect of the ministry and that's exactly what we see in acts chapter 6 that when the whole thing became overwhelming you know they had to select certain faithful men who will be able to take up that responsibility so we see um the spiritual aspect of ministry we see the natural aspect with administrative duties judas for instance was carrying the pause you know so jesus went about um um with the pause. So if they needed to buy stuff they met with judas and judas would help you know so you can see that there was um there was the natural aspect of the ministry which is the day-to-day -day running of the ministry but the most important thing that we could see that jesus put first was the spiritual aspect so okay so what are we doing we're learning from jesus because um, we're talking about seven important reasons or seven reasons why every christian must walk we said the first one is that it is god's will for men to walk right and we can see this even from genesis the second thing we can see here is that we we ought to follow the full step of jesus because jesus himself did enormous amount of work he did a secular job right if you want to call it that in our today's lingo by becoming a builder following after his father's trade learning his father's trade and being a builder himself and when it was time to get into the ministry jesus took up took that same diligence that same grit that same um what's it called that same drive that he had in the secular job but now because he was anointed by the holy spirit to do the work of the ministry you can then see him um, doing that work you know in the ministry and we can see that and that's what i've just taken my time to explain now um on the next episode we're, we're going to look at something and i'm just teasing you here so that you can come back we're going to look at something um a little bit more direct you know sort of like answering the question should ministers 
or be full-time why am i doing this we're talking about following the example of jesus you know so it's important to just get a little bit um closer into some of these things so would we answer some questions should um all ministers be full-time because there's been this argument now i don't presume to be an authority in some of all these things i have some experiences i might share them but i've also read about different ministers from on different sides of this argument and we're going to sort of look at it a little bit in depth in the next episode so i i, I hope that you will just um stay with us and um, keep listening to this i believe that this is getting you blessed and i believe that it's something that the holy spirit will begin to open up further to you let us pray heavenly father thank you for your word thank you for my listeners thank you because you are developing us you are getting us better and better in the work that we do whether it's in the ministry whether it's in the business or the corporate world you are helping us to be all that you want us to do to be and to fulfill your plans and purposes for our lives we give you all the praise and glory in jesus name amen If you're hearing this message, you have listened to the entire episode of Scripture Talk podcast. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Scripture Talk is a show where we discuss biblical subjects and answer difficult questions from the Bible. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, do not forget to share with your friends and family. See you next time.